0: Okay, good. Arab Shabbos, Parshas Lech Lecha. So uh, we are introduced to Avram, uh, Avram Vinu, the father of our nation. And uh, as we as we know, Avraham was not always Avram. In this week's Parsha, uh, he's called Avram, um, and Avram was the Av of Aram. He was considered a a great figure, a father in Aram, where he was from. And then Hashem changes his name and he tells him, you will be Av Hamon Goyim. So now you're not just the father of Aram, which is Avram, is Avraham, the Heimem, is from the word Hamon, is the multitudes. So you're going, uh, he's basically being elevated from being just this local figure to becoming a national or international a worldwide figure, and that is the promise that Hashem tells him: "You're going to go from Avram to Avraham." Uh, and I was always bothered. It seems like a a cute change, um, but it seems like it's it's not perfect because um, we know in the first uh, in the first name Av of Aram, and seemingly in the next name Av Hamon, uh, we should just drop the resh. We should go from Avram to Avham because uh, there's nothing that indicates that the race is still relevant. Not only that, if you want to leave uh, you know, remnants of his previous life, I mean, we say in in, in the Gemara sometimes within uh, within two hundred is a hundred or so uh, to to say he's the he's the father of Hamon Gayim of everybody, seemingly includes within it that of course he's the the father of Aram. So, uh, why don't we drop the race? That's the question that was uh, always on my mind. And of course, there's a simple answer to just basically say that, uh, yeah, we don't, we don't drop letters, we just add. Okay, you could say such a thing. But uh, I think there's got to be something a little bit more compelling. So I was very happy to see a bunch of years ago that uh, Rav Hirsch deals with this. And Rav Hirsch says something uh, fantastic. He points out that, uh, the word Av, of course, means father. And, but he says that the letters Aleph, Bez, Resh, Avar, um, actually means something else. Avar, uh, but we say in Tfilah, in, uh, a wing, a wing of a, of a bird is sometimes called a kanaf, sometimes called an Avar. And he says that the idea of, about who Avram is supposed to be is that he's actually changing from being Av Hamon, the father of the, uh, uh, sorry, Av Aram, the father of that specific place, to when he's called Av Hamon, now that he changes to be the father of all the multitudes, he's not only the father, but he's Avar Hamon. He becomes the wings of the entire world. And a first explains, what does it mean that he's the wings of the world? The wings of a bird elevate the bird from being just earthly to being able to lift itself higher and higher and higher. And that is the, 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 the message and that is the mission of Avram Avinu. Is that Avram is told you're going to be the wings of the entire world. And as it's brought this is brought, they say that uh, Hitler, Yemach Shemo said this, but it's not so clear if he actually said it, but either way, uh, the, the idea is clear, is that some have said that the Jewish people um, are the conscience of the world, right? The Jewish people are the conscience of the world. The Jewish people following Avram's, uh, you know, following his lead, that he was the wings of, of the people, and he was promised that his nation will be the wings of the people, the group that elevates everybody else, that, that holds people to a standard of behavior and morality that nobody else uh, could, could do without us, that we bring everybody up. Which, of course, is uh, comical uh, if it weren't so sad and, and infuriating to hear uh, how the whole world uh, has decided that they can, um, they, they can teach us on what we should be doing in Gaza, how we should be uh, responding to being massacred uh, as if they have any moral high ground. Uh, it's important we all should remember that we are the children of Avraham, uh, the wings of the entire world, the one who brings everybody else upwards and uh we, we still we still have that in our DNA and uh we should be confident and proud to be uh th- to be the um to be the Yarshim, the inheritors of such such wonderful stock. So that's the idea. Avram to Avram. Okay. Uh a story I saw. Uh there's lots of stories coming out of Eretz Yisrael. But uh I saw somebody uh writing he's a soldier, he was called he he, he was called Uh, in on Shabbos, he he, he ran to get the guns, he says a lot of these guns uh, are known to not be in great condition, they just sort of have them around, and he was praying, he was davening, like, uh, I hope these even work, half the time they don't work, and he he jumped in, he got into combat, and he was basically fighting for two or three days straight, Um, and he he was able to shoot, and the gun was working, and uh, he was very, very happy to to see that, obviously, Um, that's crucial part of, of uh, engaging in war. <clears throat> um, after three days or so, he was told, you know, go back to the base and you're going to take a break. And so he, he went back to the base and he rested a little bit and he took the gun and he took it to the the shooting range and he starts shooting. He shoots a little bit, it gets jammed. He fixes it a little and shoots it again, it gets jammed. He, he shoots it and it gets jammed and it hits him. He says, there's, there's no way that this makes any sense. Like, it's not like it was not really working too well and now it just got a little bit worse. After a few days, it was working perfectly for three days straight while he was in combat. And the moment uh, he was out of combat, all of a sudden it's completely falling apart. He had to replace all the parts. Uh, and he said that uh, he, he spoke to other soldiers and they they all have seen not all, I don't wanna say all, but he said he's heard many similar stories of people whose guns are working uh just just fine and they were relieved because 'cause they're not in great shape. And then as soon as they stop fighting, uh it's it's really bad in, in in bad shape. So uh, you know, are, I think our uh, our tfilos are are quite important. This is not just uh Teva. It's not just, you know, okay, if he aims well it's gonna go well. Uh it, you know, his guns and his Tfilos and our Tfilos are all uh, riding together. Okay, so let's go for a quick Shiloh. So the Shiloh is as follows. Some Jew is uh, he's driving around the at stroll and he sees uh, there's an Arab who is sitting by an orchard, and he sees the prices. There's a, there's a sign up of all the prices, and the prices are really good. They're like half off. And he's like, all right. So he goes... And he has a whole he has a whole store and he, he, he says, well you know why are you charging so cheap? So this guy says, he says, yeah, I have some arthritis. I, I can't really uh, you know pick all the fruits like you know if you pay half, you have to pick the fruits but uh, you know but, but, but you could pay half. So the guy's thrilled. He stocks up, he buys a lot of fruit, he buys lots of stuff. Um, and, and he goes he goes on his way. It turns out that uh, as he's driving, it, like the the trunk of the car opens up and and he basically loses all of uh all the fruit unfortunately uh it's it's gone and it's 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 dirty and that's it anyway, he comes back the next week thinking he'll buy some more and he uh he doesn't see the Arab he goes he looks around oh there's a Jew there and the jew says you know he says, what are you doing He says are you selling this Arab was selling it last week he says he says, I was away for, for a week and this Arab, is a Ghanif, this Arab was uh, he was selling my stuff, but it wasn't it was not for sale. And he says and you took, you know, you, you just outed yourself, I appreciate it, but uh, you, you took my fruits and you know, you owe, me, you owe it to me. So the question is um, you know, the Arab's gone and th- th- that's the question. Does he owe the money uh, to this Jew? So Let's go. Let's go through it a little bit. In general, uh, it seems that uh, from from or Silverstein brings that a person is allowed to trust somebody else. Right? We would not be able to really have any type of uh, business dealings if, if every last thing needed a, uh, a an exact detailed account of how you got it. Maybe maybe today for very expensive things we have that. Uh, you know, we have titles on houses and stuff. But for fruits, it's, it's not possible to be able to really do that. And therefore, uh, you sort of have the right to assume that somebody's telling the truth. It's not your fault. He brings the Ketzos HaKoshen, that uh, one shouldn't be confused. The Gemara does say in Bavakama in many places, that Adam Mu'al olam, that any damage that a person does uh, as opposed to if his animal does it or something else, his fire. But when a person himself does damage, even if he's a shogeg, he has to pay. So uh, maybe, okay, it's not your fault. We're not upset at you. But the fact is that Adamu al-olam, and therefore maybe you should have to pay. And the Ksos HaKosh, says, it's not the case. He says, hezek lechud and ganeva lechud. He says, damages are different than uh, than stealing. He says, this is specific rule when it comes to damages. When you actually damage the actual item, that's where you are uh, you are always considered muad, you're always considered responsible, even if it took place by mistake. When it comes to Geneva and he's sort of stealing, uh, even if later it's gone. But since at the moment of stealing, uh, you you had no idea, you actually do have a good claim to say I was a show gig. And therefore, uh, seemingly, he would be out of it. However, uh, Rav says, in this case, this was an Arab, and he says an Arab is not to be trusted, um, especially he's selling something at half price, and this is a, a Jewish area or whatever it was, and he says, you know, they they have absolutely no, no neumonis, no reason for you to to trust him, and he says it was irresponsible to trust this guy, and therefore, his conclusion is that, uh, that the person who bought the fruits would have to pay back the owner. So uh, that is the idea here. Have a wonderful Shabbos.